0: Let's go, girls.
1: From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way.
2: Hey, ladies. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm with Linda Franklin. And from coast to coast, we've got you covered. Linda, I'm so excited today. Guess what? I talked to another psychic.
3: <laughs> oh my God! I think you're getting hooked. We have to do something about you. You, I, I think you need an intervention.
1: I am. I need I'm
3: flying up to California immediately. Oh, I hope you do. I hope you do.
2: Um, I don't know, you know, I've been talking to like intuitives and psychics and, um, I just get such a kick out of it. I really do enjoy it. And I learn so much each time I, I do it. I just feel like there's so much to know in the world. Linda. And it's, this is like, like the first time I went scuba diving and I looked underneath and I saw, Oh my gosh, look at all this stuff. So, you know, I'm just so excited because my intuitive today or psychic, whatever you want to call her. Um, she nailed it right on the head, and it gave me such peace of mind so I could just move about my day.
3: Okay. Well, you're going to learn to do that on your own, and that's going to be a happy day.
2: <laughs> that will be a happy day for my pocketbook and a happy day for me. Um Well, but I think, you know, today um, I learned so much about reality and how, you know, our reality changes with our perception. And, you know, I read this book a long time ago, like change your furniture, change your life, change your thoughts, change your mood, you know, change, change, change. But it really didn't sink into me until today that like my reality is my reality. It's like my experiences, the way I think about things and other stuff doesn't really change that much. It's just how I perceive
3: it. And I know that sounds really stupid that I just no, am getting this now but. That's, that's the way of the world my dear nothing changes it's your perception of things that change hopefully as you get you know as you get older and wiser if you thought this, <laughs> if you saw, saw the world the same way At at the age you are now, what middle forties, that you did at twenty, I would say there was something seriously wrong with you. (laughs)
2: Well, I guess you know, there's if nobody tells us these things, Linda, you know, I look at there's so much. No, no,
3: it's not. Nobody's telling you anything. It's something that you're discovering for yourself. That's what I have to drill into you. (laughs) Okay. You wait, wait. So, so I've
2: got to discover it myself, but you have to drill that into me.
3: (laughs) Yes, it's all about you. It's not a, and no nobody on the outside of you can tell you about you. You are the best teacher, you are the best student. You know the most about you than anybody else on the planet and beyond. <sighs>
2: Yeah, but you know, I I agree (laughs) with you to a point, but there's so much information out there. Like we're just bombarded with messages and stuff like that. And if you're like me, you know, you have a hard time discerning sometimes like what's my thoughts and what are those thoughts like planted in my head for my Northwestern education or planted in my head because of my family or my religious beliefs. And that's why I'm so happy that today's Mm -hmm. show is about girlfriends because you know, Linda. Without you, like going, I'm going to drill this into your head that you know how to heal yourself. You know how to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. We don't know what we don't know, and that's where girlfriends are so incredibly valuable.
3: Yes, girlfriends are are important. Um, uh, to be honest with you, I have not had great girlfriend experiences in <laughs> Until my lifetime. Me. Excuse me. No, Until no, me. and I don't. Um, I don't mean. Um, you know there's there's girlfriends that you know that you knew from childhood that you grew up with and it's like part of the family um and then there's people that you meet along the way um but you know i don't know i i have i have friends that i love and that you know that we really enjoy each other and do great things together But, you know, I, I don't know. That's always been kind of a, a a soft, a soft spot for me because I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what that means. I had a, I had a friend since, uh, junior high school and we were friends for 40 some odd years and then it blew up and, and it was very hurtful. So I guess, you know, I guess my guard is up. And that doesn't mean, you know, that you're, that you are certainly alone, but it's, you know, what does that friendship really mean? You know, I don't know.
2: Oh, say i perfectly love... honest yeah no I love that I love that I love when we're so different um because that's what makes our friendship so much fun I'm like a girlfriend collector I I like to hold on to my girlfriends forever I could fill a train load with girlfriends but they're all completely different like they get different sides of me we talk about different things I have like my workout girlfriends I have my parenting girlfriends I've got my work girlfriends my egghead girlfriends and then I have like my my soul path girlfriend like you you're my soul path girlfriend and you know I just think people are so beautiful in their own way and everybody has this little bit to give us and and something i listened to on the internet today that was so profound to me he said uh and i forget who it was because it wasn't that profound um but he said everybody we're with at this moment is our soulmate at that moment. Like right now, Linda, I'm talking to you. And even though we're recorded on the air, I'm talking to you. You're like my soulmate girlfriend, you know. And and when I think of you that way, I get such, like, I get so energized. I get all excited and and goofier, even goofier than I normally am. Because we're, like, it's my soul touching your soul, even though we're 3,000 miles apart, New York and L.A. I mean, that to me is
3: amazing well and it's it's the eric Tolle. it's 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 living in the moment and that's mm. you know and, and that's uh, that's all we have and I have to constantly keep reminding myself of that um Tully of living in the now because. My my mind is always racing ahead to to you know tomorrow and the next day and this and we have to prepare for something that's a month away and da 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 and it it takes the joy out of the of the now which is really the only thing that we have. So, I mean he's he's a great teacher and and those are great lessons.
2: Well, and I think those phrases, like, like, you know, when we had Rasha on, um, you know, in our spiritual uh, work that we did uh, in, like, September, October, November, December of last year, and you guys have to tune in, those shows were really great, really mind-blowing. She kept talking about, like, being in the now, or, like, living in the now, or Eckhart Tolle with everything is about now, but... Like, I'm so dumb sometimes. Like, I can't even figure out what that means. I understand the word now, N O W. But until somebody explained to me that, like, The future is unwritten yet you can't do anything about it so if you spend your time there you're just going to be frustrated because it's like a problem you can't really solve. If you go into the past and other than mining maybe some certain little good things that can help you in the future there's really no point in visiting the past because you can't change it. So you've got unpredictable future can't change the past so the only sane thing to do is to focus on what like what You can do like that that little Lego show that taught me I'm going to do something today to get me to where I want to be. I'm not going to worry about the future or the past. And I really had to really think about what it meant to stay present because – So many people would be like, oh, kids are in the present moment. Oh, your kids are present. They're present, present, present. I'm like, of course they're present. They're screaming in my ear. But I I didn't know, like, what that meant. Even with my kids, I would project to their college, their girlfriends, their marriage, their children. You know, I'm already 50 years in the future. Um, But I think that's something that everybody has to kind of figure out at some point what it means to be present.
3: Yeah, and it's not about, you know, it's not so much about the, you know, the, the, what you do. It's who you are and how what you're feeling now and giving attention to, you know, who you're talking to or what you're doing now. And just, feel you know, having that experience. And sometimes, it's hard. It's called, you know, I guess it's called being grounded. And sometimes that's, you know, that's difficult for a lot of
4: people.
2: Well, I think these are like really common words that we use that have a really difficult execution. Like, I like when somebody tells me what it looks like, tastes like, smells like, feels like, because if you say, like, you have to be present, well, I'm here, but my body being here and my mind thinking about all the work I have to
3: do tomorrow, yeah, then I'm like, you're not oh. present. Yeah, then you're well, not present. You're here. Yeah, I can see. You know, (laughs) I'm talking to you. You're here. But if you're you're thinking about you know tomorrow's dinner, then you're you're not here, and then you miss this. Yeah, you miss miss the connection. You miss this, and that, and that's it. And and it, it, I think that people that are just here now are enjoying life a lot more than people that are projecting to you know tomorrow and the next day and the next day. So life is happier if you just do that. And I'm not saying it's easy, believe me. I mean, I'm, I, I have to keep reminding myself of that constantly because, especially in the morning, my worst parts are the morning when I first wake up is just, you know, all of the things that need to get done. You know, the renovation is coming, I've got to pack up the apartment. Oh, i got to do this, i got to do that. I gotta, and, and so my mind really starts to be on overdrive. And so um, I just, at that point, instead of laying there thinking about it, I get up and I then I start my day and it's much better because I'm I'm you know not focused on oh <laughs> tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow I'm you know this is what I have to do right now or this is what I'm doing right now so I mean everybody everybody you know looks at it and has a different experience so
2: yeah, when I get up in the morning, I roll over and go, oh, my God, it's 6.15. There's like 14 hours before I can come back here. <laughs> that's, my <laughs> first, that's my first yes. thought. Then I love like, my, oh my bed. God, Yep, there's a cold foot in my neck because you know it's been cold here, and so Zachy'll crawl in with me in the middle of the night and stick his cold foot in my neck. But you know, I think what we're both talking about is connection. When you're present, when you stay focused on the person you're with, or in this guy's words, you know, you're my soulmate friend. You know that we can connect on a very soulful level. It's all about connections, and I'm really excited uh, to bring uh, to the show after the break, uh, Bridget Stangland and uh, Ariana thermopolis love that name just i just love these names um they're from modern day girlfriends and we're gonna talk about like money sex beauty love aging you know dating all all these great topics with them and we've got two and i won't say older because we're more mature girlfriends and then we got two young girlfriends and it's gonna be really fun linda because we'll get to hear you know what they think on the topics that we talk about on the show all the
3: time Yes, so we'll see if older uh, does mean wiser. Who knows? We'll Well, find out. All right, well, these two bottles of fine wine are going to age
2: gently into the commercials. And uh, when we come back from the break, we are going to welcome Ariana and Bridget from Modern Day Girlfriends. So, girlfriends, stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss this after the break.
1: We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages.
5: Welcome to Podcasting by Professionals. My name is Keith with Radio Link's Broadcast Marketing, and I am here today to introduce you to five top industry pros who will teach you everything you need to know to start your own professional podcast. At the end of the course, we think you'll be well on your way to becoming an expert host of your own show. By the way, please do visit our website. It is podcastingbyprofessionals.com.
4: Have you heard?
1: We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin.
2: Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin. And as promised, we have brought on our modern-day girlfriends. Now, Linda and I are over the age of 40, and Bridget and Ariana are under the age of 40. We won't go Uh, On How far that is, but we're going to talk about some roundtable topics today for girlfriends because Linda and I are great girlfriends. Ariana and Bridget are great girlfriends. Uh, They are the modern day girlfriend. So I'm going to open up the conversation with dating and girls. Uh, I have had some really bad crash and burn dates as a single mom in my 40s. My first date out of the block, I fell out of the guy's car. I tripped over the, the handles on my purse that got tangled in my shoe. Fell in like face first into the sidewalk. Not even the good part of it, like where all the muck goes right next to the sidewalk. Oh. <laughs> out of the car. And then I got so nervous, I took one of my Atavans, an anti-anxiety drug that I used to take, and had a glass of wine and like flew. Through the whole meal saying stupid stuff, and then I walked out to go to the bathroom and never came back.
4: You oh, should go to dinner. Let's I go to dinner. <laughs>
2: So my question to you is, I am looking for, you know, a father for my kids, a husband, someone to pay the bills, you know, somebody to rub my back at night, all those kind of good things. And I used to look for hot guys, and maybe that's why I married the wrong guy. Um, But I'm going to ask you girls to share, what are you guys looking for in men these days? What, or are you?
0: Interesting question. Well, this is Ariana, and I'm going to take charge of this one because I actually just got out of a relationship a day ago. So that's been pretty, pretty interesting. And I thought this was the one and, um, yeah, so I'm going to talk about it, but, um, I've always wanted, I wanted somebody just like you to run my back at night and be there and be the father of my children. And it just didn't work out. And dating in the social media age, which we talk about a lot, We talk about, like, I had another date before I had this boyfriend, and the guy would keep sending me selfies of himself. And I'm like, yeah. And I would talk to
2: Bridge. Did he send you the kind with the shirt off? Because I get those. It's like the 30-something guys that, you know, think, I don't know, they have a mommy fetish or something. They'll say, like, hey, like, let's go to dinner. And then I'm getting dressed and getting all pretty. And then, like, my phone buzzes. And then it's, like, them standing in the mirror showing me their pecs and their jeans going, ooh, look at me. Do you ever get those? Yes, I do. We wrote a whole blog
0: post on that because it was just ridiculous. I would send them to Bridget and be like, are you – Kidding me? I'm like, this really makes me wanna shave my legs, do my hair, put on makeup and go out with this guy? No, I don't want to do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to sit know. on my couch and watch Netflix. <laughs> but I right. yeah, and speaking of that with the selfie and dating, also in today's society, it's all online. My last boyfriend, um, I we actually met through Instagram. So it's pretty interesting how dating in today's society has go is going but
2: um yeah I'm right now I'm personally not looking mm-hmm. <laughs> but. well we have a day old heartbreak so you know mm-hmm. give it a little while but when you are looking for someone on social media like i will always google the guy like if guy asks me out i google him sometimes i'll run a background check i'll spend the 35 dollars to run a background check you know if i have information about him or i know him through friends i mean do you do that kind of sleuthing for the person that you're interested in i do but i'm also i come from a very big italian family
0: So you can't go through my father without him doing his own personal background check. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know, we we do that because it's the day of the catfish, which is, you know, people can say they're one person and they're actually not. So it's very important to do your due diligence about the person that you're interested in online. Even if you meet them on a dating site, it's really, really important to make sure that the person is who they say they are
2: thank you I just feel validated I went out with this navy navy commander who I still date and you know he's a decorated navy seal commander the whole thing well I ran a background check on him like the third date and he was horrified because I was like well you know you used to be a policeman you got an MBA from this university and what do you know about this and he's like how do you know this and I'm like well I ran a background check what do you think I did (laughs) I had two children a company and a successful career you think I'm gonna like wind up with some joker I don't think so Um, Um, But he was horrified, but he was 50, so he's out of our target market. But, Linda, I'm going to put the mic over to you because you have a question.
3: Yeah, I have a question. I mean, as an older woman, you know, older than Sandra and certainly older than you ladies, I mean, I find this whole thing, like, horrifying. I mean, what happened to romance? What happened to, you know, just, I don't know, meeting somebody, being fixed up? I mean, what happened to the phone call? And if these guys are like texting and sending selfies of themselves, are you telling them, oh my God, what are you thinking? Because boy, oh boy, this is such a frigging turnoff. Do you,
6: do you talk to them like that? Well, (laughs) we both completely agree. This is Bridget now. Um, We are all about organically dating. I know I love meeting people organically, whether it be men or meeting a girlfriend, i I do though Sandra, I completely love once I meet a man I do love searching them on Facebook and seeing if they have an Instagram because I do believe, and then I'll send the info to Ariana and she'll do another double check for me, but I think when when her and I receive you know the selfies, I know I don't respond to those kind because I am all about old fashioned and a man picking up the phone and calling me or uh, taking me out on a formal date, not just hanging out. I've had in the past um, with Snapchat, I've I've had a guy after we hung out send me a snap saying that was fun. And I was like, oh my gosh, you can't even send a text anymore. (laughs) So it's definitely different. There are some guys who – take full advantage of the social media now, but I'm all about old fashioned. So when that does happen, I always say steer clear unless there's the reception, but I'm going to, Oh, just a second. I'm going to buzz in, and then I'll go to
2: uh, Ariana and then to Linda for another question. I just wanted to address that what do you do when you get those selfies? There's an app that you can get called Face in the Hole, uh, and you can get it on iTunes. And what you do is you pick a picture from Face in the Hole, and you drop their their instant photograph in there, and you can dress them up as a monkey, a princess. I, I sent one back to a guy where it put a pumpkin on the guy's head. So, you know, you can make fun of it send it on its way and then not feel like all weirded out and creepy it's called face in the hole it's an app it drops the, the guy's face or the girl's face in a backdrop without you know a face in the hole cutout, so that you can send it back to them with some ridiculous thing because it's ridiculous <laughs> for them to send you this like shirtless photo okay so we're going to go to ariana and then to linda Okay,
0: I was just saying, we also, again, that's something we talk about on our site, The Modern Day Girlfriend, is that we talk about how chivalry should not be dead. I mean, it should be still alive. You come to the door, you open the door, you pull out our chair, you call us. If you want to take us out on a date, it's not a text message saying, want to hang out. It's picking up the phone or even sending flowers. It's, it's really, really sad how our generation has come to just texting, and that being okay. And even with you know communicating with your girlfriends, Bridge and I, we live kind of far away from each other and we'll still send each other handwritten letters. It's really important to connect with people the old fashioned way, um, but also Brit have a modern twist on it. But mm-hmm. yeah, we think it's really, really important that men and women don't lose sight of how important it is to be respectful of each other.
3: Yeah, well, that's that's a that's a great motto, and I and I couldn't agree more uh, with that. And you know, sometimes you know, women, hmm, younger women, they may not speak up enough and think it's and even if it's upsetting them, not tell them that it's upsetting them. So if someone doesn't tell you. It's a turn off or it's upsetting or it isn't the thing to do. They're going to keep on doing it because they think the women like it. So mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's up to the woman to, the women to say, no, no, if you want to date me, you know, this is how it goes and we're not going with the texting and the selfies and the whatever. Um, it, it, it's more personal than that. But I have another question. I have a question about marriage. Now, you know, back in the day, uh, you know, uh, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, it was the thing, women women uh, went to high school, they went to college, and they went to college to get their MRS degrees, because getting married and having a child was the, you know, was the thing to do, because that's the way it was done forever, and you were groomed to do that, and that's what your parents wanted for you, and most times that's what happened but I'm happy to say now um, that and I was a rebel because that never was me and I never did that but it seems to me now more of the young women are more focused on finding out about themselves finding uh, getting having a career doing something that they really love so marriage and having babies are not number one on the priority list am I wrong or is that or is that changing
6: No, you're completely right. I definitely agree with back in the day, women did, you know, you'd go to college and you would meet your significant other. And it's so funny because all of our friends, parents, they met in college. And so growing up as a younger girl, I just, I know my friends and I, we all kind of thought, Oh, that's what will happen. You'll meet your husband in college. But it just doesn't happen that way anymore. And I do believe women are now more focused on careers and, you know, making them happy and feel fulfilled, whether they have a man in their life or not.
0: And this is Ariana. I just wanted to add to that, that it's also, I see a lot of women today who are married and who do also stay at home with the children and they're the stay at home mother, but they also have a blog that they do or they use themselves in different ways that they have something to call their own. And that's really, really important for a woman to have something within the marriage that they're not just dependent on the man, that they have something that they can do and that they could bring forward. Because once the kids are gone and it's just the two of them, that's another thing about nurturing the relationship. But, you know, it is about
2: having something of your own. Okay. I got to take us to commercial break, girls. That's very insightful. And when we come back from the break, um, I don't want to talk about intimacy and dependency. Because one of the things that you brought up, uh, Ariana, and that I've read uh, frequently, and I've been criticized over the years for is that I don't want to be dependent on a man. And of course, you know, as a single mother of two kids, what a shock, I'm not dependent on a man. And you know, intimacy requires vulnerability and sometimes dependency to a point. So when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about these issues with Ariana Thermopolis, Bridget Stangland. this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and this is Modern Day Girlfriend on Powered Up Talk Radio.
1: We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages.
7: This is for all you girls about 42. Tossing pennies into
5: the fountain of youth. This is Uncommon Sense for Leaders, a forum for exploring leadership from the intellect, the heart, and the spirit. Whether you're a leader now or aspire to be a leader in the future, you owe it to yourself to learn about the big ideas that have shaped the careers of compelling communicators, masters of influence, and highly effective leaders. Uncommon Sense for Leaders. Tune in to hear thought-provoking ideas on every aspect of leadership. You can expect dynamic discussions with special guests, quick tips you can apply immediately for better results, and the tools you need to take you from where you are to where you want to be as a leader. Are you ready to crack the code for achieving unprecedented results? Then join the host for Uncommon Sense for Leaders, Catherine Carlisi, every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the All Business Radio Network.
7: Hey, kids, do you think you're creative?
3: Do you want to be? Don't have enough time for your arts, crafts, and hobbies? Or do you just need
5: a kick in the pants? Hi, I'm Mark Lipinski, the host of Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski right here on Toginet Radio. Come on and join me every Wednesday afternoon
3: for some creative inspiration and two of the fastest fun-filled hours of your week. Hey, need ideas? How about a little motivation and a lot of inspiration? Join the fun on Creative Mojo with me, Mark Lipinski. I'm here live every Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on toginet.com.
1: Now what are you waiting for? Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's some more powered up with Beck and Franklin.
2: This is Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio on Toginet, uh Global Broadcasting Networks. For those of you who've missed the first half of the show, I would welcome you to check us out on iTunes under Powered Up Talk Radio. You can go to .com by the same name, PoweredUpTalkRadio.com, or our host station, ToginetRadio.com, and we want to thank the 2 million listeners who tuned in last month. <laughs> Linda, isn't that so exciting? I love saying it. Let's <laughs> say I mean, again. The cheer for them. Yes, cheer for them. But um, they like us; they really do. Um, well, we're, we're talking today with Ariana Thermopoulos and Bridget Stangland of Modern Day Girlfriend, and so we're talking about some lifestyle issues. And one of the things that I want to talk about before we talk about money, Linda, we're going to talk about money absolutely because that goes along with this. Is what I understand um, is. Modern day girlfriends, modern women, they have a dependency issue now i had a huge dependency issue i never wanted to be dependent on a man my mom was raised by a single mom and she really kind of drilled into my sisters and i my sisters and i went to private schools my brothers went to state schools. so that kind of gives you an idea that she felt it was more important for women to be educated and to make their own money to not be dependent on a man because if the man leaves or the marriage fails the woman is more likely to take the child rearing, uh, you know, into her fold. So I want to talk about dependency and dependency on a man because I think it's changing. Now, Linda, you, uh, had some, you had your own bucket of dependency issues along with mine when it came to especially being dependent on a man. Can you talk a little bit about that?
3: Oh yeah. I mean, I I guess that was I don't know. I didn't I didn't go to college and I didn't have a, a mom that that worked. Um, but I don't know. I left home when I was 19. I was brought up in Toronto. I went to I came to New York and um I didn't ask any anything from anybody, but I just sort of found my way and I ended up on Wall Street and then, you know, that was you know that was the best thing that ever happened to me and I because I was tenacious and I and I believed I could do it I you know I I had a pretty successful career but I I I always wanted to keep my my stuff separate um I'm married now but at the time we were just, we were living together and we lived together for over 20 years just so how I progressive I was at that at that juncture in time um, nobody was living with anybody in the in you know, the late seventies. That was like, oh my God, but um, and and to this day, I really advise young women to keep everything separate. Don't don't rely uh, completely on your gut. Have a separate checking account and put stuff away, and because you never you never know. And and I and you have to know how to do these things. So I agree with Sandra on that completely. Um, and, and you know, not all women are like that, but you know, I was. At From a very early age, i just i guess it's part of my DNA, but I think it's a good thing
2: well, and I just want to clarify really quick. Linda Franklin was the first Canadian woman to own a seat on the New York Stock Exchange and then managed her firm's all male trading department, so that's hardly ending up on wall street that's kind of owning Wall Street. I just want to put that out there
3: <laughs> well, you know it it shows you what we're capable uh, what we're capable of, and um I think we just have to believe it or certainly make other people believe that we can and that, and that's a very um, that's a very good thing that that women have to know is that if they don't believe in themselves they're not going to convince anybody else to believe in them either so now we can you know Sandra you can go and that you know that's my story but I I really like the independent not not so independent that you don't ask a man to do the things that he wants to do for you or needs to do for you for his masculinity um, because you don't want to what's what's the word they use to the ball no you don't want to do that to a man but but you you have your own little place that you know is yours and and that's good, and then you have this other universe that you share and and you know you are the woman and and you know he's there to to to, to make you feel protected.
2: Well, and i think that's interesting that you put that because you bring up money issues you bring up dependency issues and you know i think about when i got divorced and my ex-husband walked into my office or my soon-to-be ex-husband walked in and he's like oh i'm going to cancel all the credit cards This is one of my favorite stories oh i'm going to cancel all the credit cards and i sat here in my office going oh crap oh no i'm going to be financially ruined oh my god oh my god you know and then i had this like panic attack And then it took me a few minutes but then i realized wait a minute i'm the primary cardholder i'm the primary income this is all in my day you can't cancel anything and you know there was a great feeling of power at that point But that dependency, you know, kind of with money, it's a very, very touchy thing. And I, like you, always kept my money separate. I always had things in my own name. I always had my own line of credit so that when my marriage did fail, I was able to keep my house, keep my cars, keep my standard of living, uh, things like that, And, and, you know, be able to recover, I think. More quickly than somebody who who wouldn't have that
3: uh, dividing line. So now I'm okay. going to go to the girls.
2: I'm going to please. I want to hear.
3: I want to hear their take on our diatribe.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Ariana and Bridget, you've heard both Linda and I talk about like dividing lines and dependency and money with respect to relationships. I'm going to go to Ariana first. I'd love your 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 input. <laughs> okay. Well, I completely agree with
0: the both of you. I think. I was raised that way. I was raised in a home with both my parents. They both worked, but I also saw how much my father loved my mother and he would do things for her because he could, or he wanted to, and it made him feel validated and loved and the same with my mother. Um, and so, and they kept separate, but they also had together and um, they've been together for 30 years. So I've been able to see a relationship work And I kind of pull from that and try to take that and put that into my own relationships. Clearly right now that's not really working out for me, but hopefully (laughs) in the future it will. But I think it's very important to keep your own sense of independence and to keep your own bank account. And, yeah, I just think it's really important. What do you think, Bridge?
6: I I agree with everything you all said. Um I do agree with what you are saying Linda is that you don't want to be so independent where you're almost emasculating the man. However, <laughs> yes. I um but I do believe I think women should truly, you know, take what is theirs, um keep it for themselves and make, you know, have your own money and also not completely rely on a man where once, if there were to be a separation or a divorce, you don't want him to also take like where he takes all of the money, but also your happiness. Cause what I see a lot of women get dependent on and a lot of my girlfriends is they not only do they, you know, rely on the man for money or treating them to different outings, but they put their hap, their complete happiness into their boyfriends. And, you know, I don't think you should ever let that define you. So I just have
3: one more money question and then I'll, I'll throw it back to Sandra. Um, So we're here talking about, you know, the man woman relationship. What about the child parent relationship? Because you, you guys are pretty young and, um, how you know? And I hear a lot of uh, children after college. They're coming back to live with the mom because getting a job or or living in the in the lifestyle that they think that they're accustomed to, but can't afford, um, is happening. So, h- how do you feel about that kind of money relationship between parent and child?
0: Um, this is Ariana. I think that it's it's an interesting topic, and it's a really great question. Um, I feel our generation right now is a, a tit- an entitlement generation. And I don't mean that in a very negative way, but at the same time, um one, it's it is harder to get a job now than it was um years ago. But our generation I feel like is a little bit more entitled in the sense of like, Okay, well, I don't want to start out on the ground floor, I wanna run the company already instead of putting in the hard work. And um I feel like there might be a sense now in our generation that it's okay to move back in with your parents. It's okay if you need that extra step. But as long as I know that right after I got out of college, I went to my parents and I got a job right out of college as well. But I said to them, I said, you know what, I need to work, but I also want to be smart about what I'm doing. And I would like to like come home so I can live and put money aside so my future could be better than what I can do right now and but I'll make my own money will you just support me in that way and they did and I've been lucky to have that kind of support and love but um I think it's just very interesting how our generation is going with that
6: topic would you date a man who lives with his parents depends on how old he is (laughs) I mean I, think his, fringe, I believe, honestly, <laughs> I mean, I'm in a relationship right now. He doesn't live at home with his parents. <laughs> Thank God. But um, I think there's. I think there are situations. Now, if he was unemployed, living with his parents, no motivation, I would be worried. And I don't think I would date him. However, if he was living, you know, his parents lived in the city. He had a great job in the city. And he was saying, I want to... Live at home, I want to save a bunch of money to put down on a house, that is a good reason. Um, So it really depends on the man. If he's driven, if he has a good reason to be living at home, there does come a point in time, a certain age, where I do not believe you should be still at home with your parents. But if there's good reason and the man is driven, I think there can be exceptions.
3: Yeah,
2: I, I was um I met a guy and he was talking to me about how, you know, he lives um with his mom and I'm like, You're forty and you live with your mom and he's like, Yeah, well I got divorced and you know, my wife took the house, my wife, my wife, my wife, blah blah blah,
3: blah. and I'm like, You mean your ex wife, right? And he's like, Oh
2: yeah, yeah, my ex wife like ah, next. Um Linda, you have another question.
3: Well, we can save it for the next segment. I um because I think it will you know let's save it to the next segment and uh we'll we'll go into a into a new topic
5: um, and it's well, more about
3: like... women supporting women i mean it's always been this i mean i always knew that i i liked working with men better than i did with women i thought i felt they were more supportive and women were always you know very very competitive with each other and didn't go out of their way to help and um, maybe that's changing now cuz i hear more and more women thinking that women are supportive of them um, more than they were maybe 10 10 years ago. So I I just want to get the, the younger take on women helping women get ahead.
2: Okay, I'm going to take us to commercial break. This is Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin with Powered Up Talk Radio. Our guests today are Ariana Thermopolis and Bridget Stanglin of The Modern Day Girlfriend. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about women. Are they our own worst enemy or are they our best friend? And then we're also going to talk about sex because I promised everybody we'd talk about sex today. Okay, more (laughs) after the break.
1: We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages.
7: Are you looking for something more in your life or business? More success? More stability? More happiness? It's all out there waiting for you, but it doesn't just happen. You've got to go get it. Make it happen with Michelle McCullough, where motivation and strategy intersect. Michelle is a serial entrepreneur, acclaimed speaker, and the Woohoo Radio Network's resident business and success strategist. Michelle has the smarts, strategies, and experience to help you improve your life and take your business to the next level. You've got big dreams. You've got big vision. Now it's time for you to make it happen. Spark Your Soul Radio with Anne Phyllis: Perspectives with Purpose, Insights with Heart. The woohoo radio network show for spiritual seekers and fire starters who are ready to stop feeling lost, alone, confused, or blocked and start tuning into your soul speak so you can ignite all areas of your world from your work to your relationships lifestyle to legacy. Host Ann Phyllis is a spiritual analyst fire starter, energy alchemist and soul truth clairvoyant using the heart and purpose based principles of her signature soul sense system and offers weekly wisdom for tuning in, letting go, unlocking and unblocking. If you've been walking through life with excess baggage, a heavy heart, a feeling of disconnection from your inner life, consider Anne your guide to spark your soul journey and reignite your relationships, life, purpose, work and spiritual consciousness. Got a question for Ann? Want to be a guest on her show? Visit sparkyoursoul.me and listen to Ann every Thursday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time only here on the WooHoo Radio Network.
1: We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. ladies this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Linda Franklin and
2: we're going to get right to it we're here with Ariana Thermopoulos and Bridget Stangland of Modern Day Girlfriend and we are talking about different trends in certain issues of dating money sex beauty all these kind of things so what I want to ask you guys is girlfriends women when I went to business school I was one of like six women and i think i was one of three who graduated everybody else was men linda when you worked on wall street what was the ratio
3: i was the only woman in the trading department <laughs> with all those men so you you figured that out and i you know but it was a good thing so would you say that you learned like i did very quickly that that it was easier to get along with men than women um, for me it was and I you know I think I I started out with a lot of masculine energy and it only got uh bigger as I was working with only men. I thought I found it easier because they weren't as sensitive as 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 I found now that women are. So it was really interesting when I left Wall Street um and I went which was only men and then I went into a field now that that's predominantly women and I like to get to the point I'm you know I I don't like I, I, you know, I'm I'm fast. I like to I like to hear it. I don't need to hear twenty thousand words to get to the point. And and you know, I guess I was kind of abrupt. And sometimes the women would look at me like I had horns because you know who is this person? But you know, but I've learned to temper that. So. But you know, I, I don't know. I, but and the men were very good. I found I found if I was good if I was in my firm and I was doing a good job, then you know, there, I didn't have any competition from women, but the men didn't hold me back either. So uh, I heard so many stories about women working for women and that then that wasn't the case. So is that still happening, ladies?
0: Um y- yes. <laughs> we're both, it we're is. both to each on other. And we're, like, <laughs> we're like
2: who's gonna hmm. take this one? <laughs> Did somebody just... Go ahead,
0: Ariana, you take it. Oh. We're laughing at each other. So sorry. Um, Yeah, we actually, before when you were talking earlier in the opening of the show, you were talking about how important it is to have girlfriends, and you have that soulmate girlfriend, or you have those girlfriends that you go out to dinner with, or you do things, different things with. And I was always brought up with, my mother told me to always surround myself with women that better you, women. There's always going to be a woman that's smarter than you, that's prettier than you, that looks better than you at uh, Soul Cycle. You know, there's always going to be somebody that better's you or pushes you. And to surround yourself with those type of women, and to have those women that are like your soulmates but your girlfriends. And that's when I met Bridge. We instantly looked at each other and we knew that we were soulmates as friends and that we wanted to go on our journey of life and share with the good and the bad. And we actually just came from an event on Sunday that was all about empowering women and how in today's society now in the workforce, there still are the mean girls and there's the mean girl syndrome, but it's more looking like that women are wanting to help one another because they see that being kind and caring to one another can go so much further than being mean and direct and nasty to one another. So we see it more so that with what we're doing and with our website, The Modern Day Girlfriend, that we get feedback and people wanting to write with us or be contributors on our website, that they, they too wanna share and make the world a better place for women to empower women. So
6: And it's all about we want to make the next generation of women better too and more kind to one another because I do believe if all women were not mean and supported one another and had zero jealousy that we would all be able to go, you know, I mean the sky is the limit. We'd be able to go as far as we wanted to and be successful. And also too, I think what younger, I know I used to think this as, a younger woman, I would think, oh, mean girls, that ends after high school. Once you get to college, post-grad, all women are supporting one another. And that clearly is not the case. There's always going to be a group of mean girls, no matter what age you're at. So I do believe surrounding yourself with women who build you up and have your back, such as friends Friendships like both of you and Ariana, and I, that's the way to do it. And it's better to have five solid good friends than 50 ones that are just so so. Yeah, and if you want to, you don't, you want to kill them with kindness because
0: if somebody's going to be rude and mean to you, what are they going to do if you're just saying, okay, okay, let us that's fine. And just kill them with kindness because where can they go with that? So.
3: Well, and I want to take it a step, uh, step further, ladies, because I
2: taught leadership, and I taught leadership in a lot of military capacities, and for a long time, there were qualities that distinguished women leaders from men leaders, and it was really strange to me because those qualities were always like, well, women are inclusive, women are open, women take a consensus, they're collaborative, they're collegial, all these things, and I'm like, no, we're not. We're the same type of leadership, great leaders, great male leaders, great female leaders, you know, incorporate all these different tools into their toolkit if you will and when you talk about the mean girls, I just wrote a post a couple years ago about the mean moms in my town they would stand on the flagpole uh, after school when all the moms would be dropping their kids off and you know make fun of their clothes make fun of their kids whatever you know and I was very public about this mean group and then after I wrote the blog girls the whole thing dispersed like they're mean girls I don't know where they are they crawled back under the rocks they came out from under but there's always going to be people like That, but from a leadership standpoint, when you talk about killing them with kindness, what you're also doing is you're taking the force out of that naturally combative relationship mean people want to fight they want to put you down they want to make fun of you they want to put you at a disadvantage so there's that pressure so what you're talking about is the removal of pressure in the relationship somebody wants to say to me i'm a loud mouth jerk and i talk about parents and i talk about this i will say okay you know i respect your opinion it doesn't make me a loudmouth jerk, but I respect that opinion. You pull back from that force. And that's something that women have to do with raising children. They, they do it, I think, a little better than most men because men choose force first. I think, you know, but as an enlightened society, we can choose the places that we want to apply force, um, which brings me to, you know, of course, you know, I've got to ask about sex because that's just, you know, it's the best way to end a show. Um, There's a lady, Esther Perel, who's on a TED Talk recently, and I just bought her book called Mating in Captivity. I would encourage anybody interested in this topic to buy it um, because it was really eye-opening for me. And she said that intimacy, and intimacy is defined by being close to someone, talking, have a clear understanding of who they are, open communication. All this stuff is supposed to make sex better for everybody. And she's come out and says intimacy kills passion so i want to talk about sex from a passionate standpoint because we all want passion i don't care if you're 14 years old reading a harlequin romance dreaming about your first crush or you're 84 years old like my grandmother was in the nursing home putting her little lawn chair out watching the men walk by you know passion is what Energizes us. Passion is what makes us feel alive. Intimacy com- comforts, but passion gives us that zing. So, girls, I want to talk about some attitudes towards sex. You know, in my mind, there's a difference between sex and intimacy, sex and passion. Now, you know, they all kind of intertwine, but when you have great passion, There has to be like a distance between the two of you, like somewhere where you can go and meet in the middle rather than intimacy, which is that fusing closeness. So I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to Bridget first. I'm going to mix it up. No A-B anymore. So Bridget, give me your thoughts on intimacy and passion and sex. You know, what does the modern day girlfriend think about these things?
6: Well, actually Ariana wrote a great article. So intimacy, I almost feel like that is more of the best friend um, type of relationship where you're with a man and he's your best friend and you guys love each other so much. And there is passion, but passion I see almost as lust where it's like when you see each other, you just want to hop into bed. (laughs) Um, Sorry, mom, if you're listening. But, um, you know, I and I think there's two different types of relationships. I think every woman deserves to – Experience that passion in her lifetime because it's fun. But in the end, I mean, I believe, and this is my feelings, I feel like you want to marry someone you can have intimacy with and your best friend that you can laugh about and watch bad reality TV together and, you know, do silly things, joke around, and then also get in the bed and share intimacy and passion. But I feel like just passion and sex, that is complete lust. And that is, you know, sometimes those relationships, I don't think they last. I think they might last one hot second, pun intended one hot second. And then I think, you know, and then I think it can get old, but I can let Ariana or whoever else with your guys' insights too on this. Um, I can take it. It's Ariana. Uh,
0: we wrote a very interesting blog about, um, lust and love if they're two different things and about how we were told a really great quote, which we believe, but you know, everybody has their own opinion to it is that you don't want to marry your soulmate. You want to marry your best friend because your soulmate, you could be too much alike. And sometimes that doesn't work. Like we've all had that great love in our life that has broken our hearts. And we felt like that was our soulmate and it just didn't work because they just You might have been too much alike, but to marry your best friend is somebody that you want to do the everyday good and bad with. Um, and we were talking about that in the context of love and lust and if they are two different things. And Bridget touched on that about how love and intimacy and passion can also be or passion is considered a lust or lustful in a way. And, you know, um, in my relationships, I've talked about it, and we're, that's what we're open about. The modern-day girlfriend, we talk about stuff with grace and humor, but, you know, I was in this really wonderful relationship, and there was a lot of... Yeah, you
3: know, i got to cut you off,
2: this oh. is... Uh, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin with Powered Up Talk Radio. Our guests today have been Ariana Thermopolis and Bridget Stanglin, a modern-day girlfriend. We're going to have to bring you back, girls, and we're going to talk about sex. We're going to talk about love. We're going to talk about intimacy because this is just too juicy to end a show on. Uh, we'll be back next week with Dave Anderson on Leadership, the new role into life in your 40s. Uh,
1: don't
2: want to miss it. See you next week.